Dora, have you spoken to daddy today? How many times have you done this? No one was quantifying the time that she spent with him to declare a relationship. They just knew that she had relationship. And likewise, when we have relationship with the Lord, I'm not saying don't do scriptures. Yes, you need scriptures. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto thy path. Yes, we need the word of God. We need confessions. Yes, we do. We need to gather around the word of God. The scripture says, fail not to assemble yourselves. So yes, gather around the word of God. So I'm not trying to put you in bondage by saying you've got to do a thousand confessions, 300 hours of prayer, and that's going to equate to relationship. However, during the course of your day and the times that you communicate with the Father, you will develop some type of relationship. And likewise, the more time that you spend developing in that relationship, the more comfortable you are. Yeah. We've said this before, I know each one of their voices. Yeah. So if somebody cries out, I can tell which one from the other. That's right. But that's because I've spent time with them. That's right. I don't have to come and give you a resume of, I spent eight years with this one, six years with that one, I took this one to school, I changed this one's pamper. I don't have to give you a resume of that. But I know that I have a relationship with them. And so likewise, I know them and they know me. Likewise, when you spend time with the Father, whether that be in conversation of, Lord, I don't like how that happened yesterday, or Lord, this is what's in front of me, you know what's going on today, and he imparts back to you, when you hear his voice, yes. when you hear him, yes. and the instruction he gives you, then you're more apt to do it than to sit and go back and forth and vacillate. Um, was it him, was it me? How many times do we hear that? I'm not sure if it was the Lord, if it was me or somebody else. Well, who's the somebody else? But more to the point, why don't you know him? Why don't you know him? There was a, um, he was, uh, I guess it was like a gospel comedian or something like that. You know, he says, I'm willing to do anything the Lord asked me to do. He said, if he tells me to go and get myself painted blue and hang naked in a tree upside down, he said, you know what? I'm willing to do that, but it's got to be verified that it really is God. He said, but if he asks me to do it, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Because the point is, do you know him? If you really know who he is, he's not going to ask us to do that. If you really know who he is, then it is easier for you to do what he's asked you to do. Likewise, we've heard on today testimony prior to what the Lord said to do or what the Lord said not to do. But ultimately, the end was good, was it not? Amen. That's from hearing and knowing the voice of the Lord, but that only comes from having a relationship and time spent with him. And I explained to you on last week, you know, not that I had fallen out, done anything crazy, but get letting the world's issues come in and that have more of my time, I felt as far away as I could possibly be from him. He didn't leave me, scripture's clear, word is good. God never leaves me nor forsake me. I said how I felt. That's why it's not in the feelings. Didn't leave me, he's Jehovah Shammah, always there. But it was how I felt. But not having spent as much time that I needed. You understand what I'm saying? That I need it. I'm not putting pressure on you, and I don't want you to be in bondage, because that's not what this is about. Do you spend enough time to where you will know if he says, don't go there right now, because something is about to happen? Yeah. 
do you trust that word enough? Yeah. Or you're saying, you know what, I'm just going to go anyway. That wasn't the right move. Uh -huh. yep. Have you spent enough time with him yes. to adequately know when he is telling you something, when he is talking to you? Yes. Because Jeremiah 29 and 11 is very clear. His plans for you, yes. his yes. thoughts for you are good. They're not evil. Yes. So don't have to worry about it. You know, the you know, Lord's trying to teach me something. No, he absolutely is not trying to teach you anything. That's not what that's about. And he does not teach you by bringing uh, death and, and damnation to your life. He doesn't do that. So stop that. So if anybody's thinking that, hear me when I'm saying to you, no, he doesn't do that. Right. Done. God doesn't do that. God is love. Yes, he is. <laughs> Hard stop. God is love. Yes, he is. So, but when he is speaking to you, yes. do you know his voice? And so, with all the things that were going on with me, I needed some action. Yeah. And I'm like, well, what is up? But I had to reacquaint myself with him. Yeah. That was one, I had spent more time, my issue. Right. And then I had to get back in that word so I could stand. Yeah. And see, you can't stand on or have something to hold on to if you don't know what to hold on to. Right. <laughs> you don't know what you don't know. So how are you gonna know that he is your healer if you don't have a healing scripture? How do you know that he can deliver you from peril if you don't have a scripture on deli being delivered from peril? You have to spend time with that so you know what to stand on. So despite, in spite, excuse me, of what is in front of you, you have something to hold on to. And when you hold on to the word of God, then you can get the rhema word of God. So how many years have we thought this is rhema word of life fellowship church? The words that we read from the Bible is a Logos word. But when you get the voice behind the voice, when you get a word from the word, that is the rhema. That is the spoken word of God. That's why sometimes when we give a scripture, we're like, let me tell you about the scripture I got. And you know what the Lord said, this, that, and the other? It was probably like 10 words. And you had 600. Because it was the voice behind the voice. It was the word behind the word. And it was instruction that was made for you. You're like, well, let me tell you what the Lord said. And this is scripture he gave me. And you're like, why are they so excited? So excited because he is trying to get you exactly what you needed and which was there all along. So anyway, knowing who God is for me and taking that time, we went to Exodus 14 and 14. So we want to do that real quick, possible. Um, Exodus 14 to 14 and the AMPC, which I think I had issues with that last week, but we're gonna, I'm going to get it right. 14 and 14. 14 and 14, yes. We'll start at 13 first. Moses told the people, fear not, stand still, firm, confident undismayed and see the salvation of the Lord which he will work for you today for the Egyptians you have seen today you shall never see again and this is where we are in 14 the Lord will fight for you and you shall hold your peace and remain at rest and then I think I, all, I believe I also shared with you the easy version which I didn't know there was such a thing um, of that scripture and it says the Lord will fight for you. You will only have to be quiet. But in 13, it says, then Moses spoke to the people. He said, don't be afraid. Stand quietly. See how the Lord will save you today. See how he will save you today. 
Deaconess Latoya said it. The Lord saved her that day. That was a $300 save. Yes, amen. Then see how the Lord saves you that day. Prevented from paying extra money on insurance. See how the Lord will save you this day. But you got to know him. He's willing, he's ready, and he's active. And so we're speaking about God being active to fight for you. And Jehovah Sabaoth, and everybody will tell you to say it different, Sabaoth, 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 Lord God of the angel armies, is <laughs> what we need to know. Willing, ready, and active to fight for you. So let's go to Isaiah 64 and 4. Where'd you go, Isaiah? Come on. Isaiah 64 and 4. And we'll start with the King James and then we'll go back to the Amplified. Thank you, Lord. For since the beginning of the world, men have not seen, heard, nor perceived by the ear, neither hath the eye seen, O God, beside thee, what he hath prepared for him that waiteth for him. Yes. I'm gonna go to the Amplified, which I still think is the AMPC. From, for from of old, no one has heard nor perceived by the ear, nor has seen, nor has the eye seen of God beside you who works and shows himself active yes. on behalf of him who earnestly waits for him. Yes. Earnestly waits for him. And now in, when we, obviously such a long time ago, but when we used to do the old Bible, the old Bible study, <laughs> I think that's probably the Monday night Bible study, um, we talked about Psalms 130 and six. Yeah. And it say, they waiteth and watches for him. They watch for him like the sun is coming up in the morning. Yeah. Not unless you're living in some other part where they have continuous daylight, but otherwise <laughs> you are looking for God to move and to work and to fully be active on your behalf like the watchmen were waiting for the sun to come up in the morning. Now we talked about that before, Pastor uh, Lynn has talked about that before, in military when you have a different type of watch, yeah. meaning who's got the con, who's watching while everybody sleeps. So there's a first, a second, there's a third watch, all these things, okay. So somebody is looking at a certain part to make sure everybody is okay. Yeah. In this scripture they're saying that whoever's here it's talking about they are watching and they are waiting just like they wait for the sun to come up in the morning. It's coming up. So just like the sun is coming up, God's going to continue to move and be active on your behalf. Hallelujah. And so in this time of knowing that God is Jehovah Sabaoth, Sabaoth, God of the heavenly host, God of the angel armies, willing, ready, and active to fight for you. All the time. Thank you, Lord. In Isaiah 30 and 18, it says, The Lord longs to be gracious to you, and therefore he exalts himself to show you mercy. He lifts himself up off of his throne, hallelujah, to be active for you. When something is going on and it isn't quite right, he is willing, he is ready, he is active to come to your aid on your behalf and to show grace hallelujah that is god using his powers hallelujah for you to move situations around on your behalf even when you do not deserve it right. that is called grace, grace. Right. even when you don't deserve it that's why grace is good 
When they sing Amazing Grace, How Sweet the Sound, the rest of that song they can keep. But the point of that is it is Amazing Grace. Because I'm not a wretch and neither are you. But Amazing Grace. How sweet it is to know that God is giving us, hallelujah, the best of him, and we don't have to qualify for it. That is him making us the righteousness of God. How amazing is his saving power? How amazing is his healing power for us? Hallelujah. How amazing. So that was Isaiah 30 and 18 in the ESV. But Psalm 16 and 8, which bless my soul, because God is still willing, ready, and active for us. It says, I have set the Lord always before me because he is at my right hand and therefore I will not be shaken. Now, I don't know what situations have been before you. I know the ones that have been before me, but this is what I need to hold on to. I have set the Lord always before me they that wait for the Lord. And we talked about that on last week. Not waiting like a waiter, but the wait in this, in, in this instance is to look for his instruction. That is the wait. What are we waiting for? Looking for his instruction. And here's the thing, God is always talking. We've spoken about that before. When we've been there and we hear so much, it's just a regular Christian cliche, child, you know, how are you doing? I'm waiting on the Lord for what? He's always talking. That's right. And we laugh ourselves. He will drop that word to you and he keeps it on the push. Yes, he, he keeps it on the push. Yeah. He will drop it and go. You're like, wait. Mm. Because <laughs> he is actively moving. Yeah. He is right there on it. Like when he tells you, stop fighting. Uh -huh. right. Heard her move, heard her move, heard her move. Yep. If they kept playing, well, Lord, you know, this is what it really says. What did he tell you to do? He yeah. said, no, don't do that yet. If you had taken the time to keep playing with that, you would have been out of something. Yep. Bottom line is, he drops it and he keeps it on the move, but you're yes. hearing, are you ready? Yes. Are you active? Yes. Listening for him? Yes. Are you waiting for him for his instruction? That's waiting on the Lord. I want you to go to Psalm 27. Psalm 27. And I said, I know this scripture, but I heard it differently. So let's hear it differently. We'll start at one. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear or dread? The Lord is the refuge and stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked, even my enemies and my foes, came upon me to eat my flesh, ew, they stumbled and fell. Though a host encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war arise against me, even then, in this, Will I be confident? When people are threatening you and giving you drama and saying all this foolishness around you and you're receiving communications, email, voicemail, text messages and stuff like that, this is telling you what to do. Even though what they're saying they're gonna do, you must be confident, hallelujah, in his saving and his redemption power for you because it is already done. Glory be to God, hallelujah. One thing have I asked of the Lord that I will seek inquire for and insistently require that I may dwell in the house of the Lord in his presence all the days of my life to behold and gaze upon the beauty, the sweet attractiveness and the delightful loveliness of the Lord and to meditate yes. and to consider yes. 
and to inquire in his temple. That's called time. That's quality time with the Lord. That's what all that is. Spending time with the Lord to develop your relationship. For in that day of trouble, he will hide me in his shelter, in the secret place of his tent. He will hide me. He will set me upon a rock. You know how we see the movies and something's going on and the person really can't fend for themselves and somebody just puts them there while they finish beating the snot out of everybody else? That's what the Lord is doing. Let me just put you right here so you will be a spectator only, but you are not going to have to fight. I am Jehovah Sabaoth and I am actively fighting for you. Actively fighting for you. And now, shall my head be lifted up above my enemies round about me? In his tent will I offer sacrifices and shouting of joy. I will sing, yes, I will sing praises to the Lord. Hear, O Lord, when I cry out. Have mercy and be gracious to me and answer me. You have said, seek my face, inquire for, require my, my presence as your vital need. My heart says to you, your face, your presence. Lord, I will seek, inquire for, require of necessity and on the authority of your word. The authority of his word. Jesus went to the cross to make sure that we can use and have the authority of the Father. And we have that authority to use the word of God on our behalf over every situation. Glory be to God. That's what we're supposed to do. And understanding God's system of justice for us. Now, which brings me to the good stuff, which we've got nine minutes and 45 seconds to have fun with. So I'm gonna burn as quickly as possible. All right, I need you to go to Isaiah 34 and eight. And we're gonna boogie. <laughs> Isaiah 34 and eight in the message. Where's my message? Where did it go? This is message. message. Now we obviously are at the end time and um, one of my coworkers, she says, Amogi, she said, you know what? I am tired of foolishness. She said, I'm tired of people saying things. She said, you know what? We have to stay prayed up. I said, you know what? Yes, we do. We've got to stay prayed up. It is the end time and the enemy will use anybody that will let them, him, use them. Because they're trying to, he is trying to prevent us from getting where we need to go. But the devil is a lie and the ones that he is using, because guess what? It's going to happen anyway. So, Isaiah 34 and eight, and I'm trying to get there because this doesn't do it right, but this is the part of what the Bible calls the day of the Lord's vengeance and the year of recompenses for the controversy of Zion, of Zion. It's God's scheduled time for vengeance. The year all Zion's accounts are settled. We are Zion. It is time. I said, we are Zion, and it is time. Time for our accounts to be settled. It's time for us to get to where we need to go. Do you hear me? All right. All that has been harassing you and causing dishonor, and that's the thing. A lot of situations going on, trying to cause dishonor. The devil is a liar. We are not having any such foolishness up in here. No more. Mm -mm, no more. But you know what I'm talking about, though. Those situations that have you in a spot that you have no business being in. People telling you what they think you're worth. People telling you what they, what you th they think you, you can only go here, you can't go any further. Not so. Not so. Time for Zion. 
It is time for Zion's accounts to be settled. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. God said, I will render vengeance to my enemies and will reward them that hate me. That's Deuteronomy 32 and 41. The vengeance of the Lord is the justice system of the Lord or the judgment. It is a vital part of kingdom manifestation and not knowing is what's been hurting the saints. And we know the scripture, my people perish for lack of knowledge. But guess what? That's why we gather around the word of God. The Lord said unto my Lord, it's Yahweh said unto Adonai, sit thou at my right hand until I make thy enemies thy footstool. And that's Psalm 110 and one. We need to understand exactly that it is our time to shine, but also it comes from using your mouth. Now, it's not automatic, but we've been given the authority of the Lord. We've been given the authority, so it's time to speak. It's okay to speak. Speak to that situation. Yes. Speak to it. Yes. I'm not supposed to be here, but the vengeance of the Lord. I didn't say revenge. I said the vengeance right. of the Lord. That is God's justice system, and that justice system comes out of love right. for us. It is the love for us. That's where that comes from. That's where that comes from. So I'm going to take you now. Is this where I need to go? Yes. I'm going to take you to Psalm 75, 6 and 7 in the CEV. Come, come, come. Psalm 75, 6 through 7. <laughs> and I'm in the wrong one. <laughs> Our Lord and our God, victory doesn't come from the east or the west or from the, or from the desert. Okay. You are the one who judges. You can take away power and give it to others. You hold in your hand a cup filled with wine, strong and foaming, and you will pour out on the sinful one. Now, don't, well, I'm getting there, I'm sorry. Verses two and four, I got you. You have set a time to judge with fairness. The earth trembles and its people shake. You alone keep its foundations firm. You tell every bragger, stop bragging. And to the wicked you say, don't boast of your power, stop bragging, quit telling me how great you are. O oh Lord, our God, in his victory. So he's saying, stop fooling around. I'm the one that's doing this for you. But the book of Isaiah declares this concerning us. But in that coming day, no weapon turned against you. And this is the New Living Translation. I didn't even read it in here before. But no weapon turned against you will succeed. You will silence every voice raised up to accuse you. The benefits are enjoyed by the servants of the Lord. Their vindication will come from me. I, the Lord, have spoken it. That's Isaiah 54 and 17, New Living Translation. God's justice system for us. It is the vengeance of the Lord. It is the vengeance of the Lord. Everything that has held you back, that has kept you from getting to where you need to go, vengeance of the Lord. It is the justice of the Lord on your behalf. And I was reading um, the scripture in Joel. Lord talks about giving us recompense and recompensing us. He's Jehovah Gamola, the God of recompense and reward but talking about removing the shame. Yeah. Removing and erasing the shame yeah. that the situations have put you in, yeah. that people have thought they have placed you. Mm. No, more. no more. God will 
restore. God will restore. So I want you to go to Colossians 2 and 14 in the NIV. And I was listening to this word, and this man was talking about how he was having issues with his credit. <laughs> and he did some work for um, another sister in the Lord, and um, he was telling her the situation. She says, oh, I don't, you know, I don't really go about that anymore. That's not my issue. And he said, why? She said, well, because I use that scripture. And she says, my credit is fine now. He goes, well, what did you use? Colossians 2 and 14. And in the NIV, it says, having canceled the charge of our legal indebtedness, which stood against us and condemned us, he has taken it away, nailing it to the cross. Right. Nailing it to the cross. Now, we know what that means. Jesus went to the cross and was nailed to the cross for every sickness, every disease, for every issue, for every feeling, for every problem. Yes. And likewise, as he was nailed to the cross, so was every problem as in this indebtedness. Right. And so this man said, he took the scripture, he ran with it. Yeah. And he, he meditated over it day, to, day and night, day and night, day and night. He said, and then all of a sudden he said, Lord, I want my credit to be, I don't know, seven something, 780, 760, whatever. And so anyway, got his credit up right where it's supposed to be, right. using the word of God. Yeah. And about six months later, something happened. Credit fell again. He's like, well, what is this? He went right back to the same word of God yeah. and got it right back up there again. And so, but before that, he spoke with this, this, um, this woman of God he had spoken to before. She says, you know, they only change your credit rating every six months. It went right back up to where it was in 30 days right. because it was the hand of God, the vengeance of the Lord, the justice system of God that was working. It was Jehovah Sabaoth working actively on his behalf, actively working. How much time are you spending with the word to where you are aligned, where you are supposed to be, to hear what he's trying to get you to do next? But not for him, for you. It is on your behalf. But it is not his lack of wanting to work for you. It is not his, his lack of wanting to fight for you. He is constantly, constantly looking in, in ways and areas to continue to fight for you. Joel 2.25 through 26, it says, I will restore to you the years the locusts have eaten, the cankerworm, the caterpillar, and the palmer worm, my great army which I sent among you. And ye shall eat in plenty and be satisfied and praise the name of the Lord your God that hath dealt wondrously with you. And my people shall never be ashamed. We shall never be ashamed, church. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. We shall never be ashamed it is God alone who judges he decides who will rise and who will fall but we Zion it is time for our accounts to be settled as we are standing hallelujah in the time of redemption and restoration and we know the scripture and don't and, and likewise I can't speak for you but who's crying out restore Lord, restore this credit. Lord, restore this relationship. Lord, restore this job. Lord, restore this car until I get another one. Lord, restore this body. Lord, restore. Hallelujah. He said, I will restore. I will restore health unto you. I will restore. I am actively fighting for you, fighting on your behalf. I will. I will restore.
Thank you for listening to today's message. If you would like to support this ministry, consider giving online. Visit www.rwolfc.com for articles, blog posts, message references, and our monthly calendar of events. 